Today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna, Lutrawita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning. For a feel-good start to another day. This is Triple M Breakfast. Triple M Breakfast. Welcome to the podcast. What a show. Well, I would like to premise this with um, we did not have a producer during this show. <laughs> and I'm not a lot of help at the moment. <laughs> so how At many, the moment? At the moment. <laughs> are you going to be ever? No, <laughs> probably not. I, no, not, you're wonderful, Kaz. No, well, you're you doing all actually, the jobs, Tube. So now you are a producer. No, 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 no. no. I, I don't do all this alone. This is not just me. There's a lot. There was a lot of people helping us today. We had some really cool chats. We we? spoke with Francis from the Jack Jumpers about what's happening this week for the kids. Yes. Involvement with the actual players, which is amazing. We spoke to Dean Winter about the Southern Outlet and when he expects an election. Yes. Who else did we talk to? We spoke to Luke Schlenner from the... Has Wine Fest. He yes. told us all things wine and cheese. And Nigel Clark from the Aurora Energy Enterprise. <laughs> Starship. <laughs> has Enterprise. an offer for you, Hobart, where you can save money on your power bill. Yes. Plus, we talked to a number one tennis star who's in Hobart at the moment. Wow. From live from his hotel room. Here's what you missed. We've got a big show planned today too, which is terrific. We've got so much for you to do in these last few weeks of school holidays, Hobart. You need to keep it locked here on 107.3 because we have so many things for you and your kids to do these last few weeks of school holidays. You want to keep it locked on here because we will be asking you to call Hobart. Text us 0488881073 with photos. Of what you're doing in the school holidays. We all need... How many weeks do we have? Let's I think get the some, numbers. Some go back in two weeks. Some go back in three. Can you say that again? Some go back in two, two weeks. weeks. Set around, Cass. That's, that's getting you really oh, excited. two weeks of school holidays. Oh, I need to probably talk about this a bit more about how I have some friends that have kids just that two or three years older than what my kids are. Yes. And the way they used to talk about school holidays, I was like, oh, sounds like fun. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Day, endless days of fun with your kids. It is It is fun. I shouldn't – I love hanging out with my kids. But, geez, it's getting a bit – it's getting it's, a bit. They need to learn. They need to learn some things. Send us a text, 0488 with a photo of what you're doing right now, like Braden has already. Send us a picture of the Durham River, looking like a mill pond there, Braden. It's Triple M Breakfast. With Kaz and Tubes, Lee Jollo from the Triple M Newsroom joins us live now to give us a news update. Good morning, Lee. Good morning, team. Thanks for having me on. What is making news? Yeah, so we're making news today uh, in a bid to keep the Derwent Valley safe. Labor, as we know, they're proposing a temporary increase on police staff. Now, guys, this one comes after community concerns over crime rates surging and a slow response time from police in the region. It's come about also because Bridgewater Station is being upgraded displaced officers from that station uh, at this stage going to work at Glen Orkey, but Labor want them to work at New Norfolk instead. 
So that's uh, the dilemma they've got there. We know the state government, they're going to weigh up the proposal, but uh, they say they've already upgraded the station uh, at New Norfolk there and they've also boosted police numbers from 9 to 14. So that's one of those things we always need police everywhere, but it's just a matter of where, isn't it? Yeah. So what are they saying? The crims know the police roster? (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, they they know that uh, police aren't necessarily going to be reallocated from Bridgewater to to New Norfolk. Instead, they're going to Glen Orkey. I think this there's a number of problems here. So there's obviously no police station at Bridgewater right now. Right. So the response time, if there's a crime committed in Bridgewater, is either they drive from Glen Orkey or they drive from New Norfolk. Mm. At the moment, they're saying there's more need, or the Labor Party is saying there's more need for those relocated officers from Bridgewater that have gone to Glenorchy to relocate to New Norfolk. I don't know what the... I, I would suggest that the time to get from Glenorchy to Bridgewater is shorter. Mind you, we've got the roadworks there with the bridge that's being built. However... They have flashing lights and can merge through traffic. Yeah, but have you, have you seen the way that people do that these days? <laughs> people don't know how to pull over to the side and let emergency vehicles through anymore. I... I I don't know what's going on with cars, but it drives me nuts. I'm sitting yeah. in the car, pulled over to the yeah. side, and and they don't people don't hard. know how to do it properly. No, they think, uh, oh, you've given me some space. I think I'll just pull in here when you're just trying to pull over to the side and slow that's down. That's right. Yeah. I think the other thing is that people are desperate. People are rolling the dice, committing more crimes because they are desperate. Yeah, they need because to stop people, it. Yeah, they need to stop it. Stop it. But they also need support. So I think there's a there's a number of issues there, but hopefully that Bridgewater police station is up and running soon so we get the support we need in our community. Let's get to some good news. Yeah, guys, so this is one that um, I'm calling a good display of how different sports codes can work together. Tassie boy, Jack Rewalt, he wants the new Tassie football side to look at what the Jack Jumpers did to ensure success of our uh, new AFL team. The former Tigers gun is revealing they've already had discussions with the Jackies, who we know have connected with the community just so well over their three years. Um, you know, they always get sell-out crowds and wait lists for memberships and that sort of thing are just sky high. Reewood also reckons uh, it'll be most important that those coming from outside the state buy into the new AFL side's culture. So when you're comparing that to the Jack Jumpers situation, just look at how quickly um, American Scott Roth has become an adopted Tasmanian citizen almost. He was in tears just the other day when he re-signed a contract for another three years. He's... It's, it's really, really important that uh, anyone who comes here buys into the culture. And I think that he's a great example of somebody coming over from the mainland that gets embraced by the community because he understands it. He gets. He talks about defend the island. We talked to him last Friday, Kaz, didn't we? We did. And he's been a massive part of the success of the Jack Jumpers, under, understanding how to get that community buy-in. We're going to talk to somebody from community engagement a little bit later from the Jack Jumpers in the show that might have something for Hobart kids to do this summer holidays before they go back to school. I'm really excited by what Jack Rewatt's brought to the table as far as the Mm. Tasmania Football Club. Been really privileged to be a part of those community engagement uh, evenings. And he's 
there's not many people who are more passionate about Tasmania than Jack Rewalt. He's doing a great job. And I love that he's leaning on the Jackies because they've been such a massive success. Lee Jollo from the Triple N Newsroom. Cheers. Thanks to Brendan who sent in the text on 0488881073 from Midway Point. Send us a picture of a bushfire at Richmond. Now, we went to, as per the request of the TFS, the TAS Fire Service, that you need to keep an eye on alert.tas.gov.au or tasalert.com.au. They're the same website. It is a bushfire at Land's End in Richmond, which is at the mouth of the Coal River. So coming into Pittwater there, it says it is a smoke alert. So avoiding the smoke from that area. Smoke alert extends to Dolcott, Richmond, and the Coal River Valley area. It is a slow burn grass fire. So the the uh, authorities are aware of it, but just for that area, there's not a lot of people that live out in that area, Kaz. Mm. It's more farming land, and it is a grass fire. So just, just be careful around that area for the smoke and everything, but keep an eye on tazalert.com.au. Which I'm just having a look at now. Great website, isn't it? I'm like, I'm not familiar with Tazalert. I'm learning lots of new things here. <laughs> you click on, well, it gives you a map. So if you're worried or it tells you what to do, there's more information. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's all the incidents. So sometimes you can flick onto, you know, social media and you, so you can see someone's picture and you think, oh, goodness, where's that? If you want more information, get onto that Tazalert website. Tazalert.com.au. It's Triple M Breakfast. I decided to expand our family. Oh, Chips. Kaz, yes. how exciting. No, this is past. This is. Oh, you have done I it. I have expanded our family. We went oh. from two goldfish uh, okay. to three fish, mm. which required a bigger tank for three because I read somewhere it was good feng shui to have three. <laughs> right. So don't mess with feng shui or but feng shui or feng shui. The, is the old twos company threes a crowd well. translate into... I assume goldfish. You got goldfish? Goldfish, yeah. Yep. Cold water goldfish, yep. garden variety. So I had to go out and get a bigger tank mm-hmm. so they're not cramped. So yep. we've got Jeff, yep. Jack, Jeff, and Riley. Jeff, Jack, and Riley. Alex named my son Alex. All men? Yeah, a whole house full of blokes. In my mm-hmm. house is Adrian, husband, Alex's son, Tommy, dog, dog, Jeff, Jack, and Riley. I'm the only female. Mm. Mm. Don't they know it? So, oh, <laughs> setting up the new tank. Yep. Have you figured now, Jibs, I'm not that good with instructions? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a whiz bang. It's a, you know, condominium for fish. It's got lights. It's got disco lights. It's really? Got, you can change the colours. It's got a filter. So, it's important to have a filter in a bigger tank so they've got enough oxygen. Yes, yes. May not have read the instructions to the letter. Filled the tank up. Put the three fish back in, came back to check on them Yep. about an hour later. Could only count two. But oh, I've lost one. Lost Where's Jack? Jack's little tail was hanging from the filter tube where I had neglected to put the little basket thing on the bottom. Protector. Protected to stop the fish from uh, swimming up. Are you sure that Riley and Jeff didn't maybe, push Jack? Maybe. So right. I tapped the little filter thing and got Jack out. 
he was he was uh, he was no longer your family had no. Well, he was fine for a couple of hours, and then he started being dramatic, and then he was swimming on the top of the tank, and then he was resting. Yes, in the corner of the tank, just resting. Right, having a little sleep. So. I may or may not have wanted to have the conversation with Alex, my son, about Jack. How long a sleep Jack was having. About Jack going to the farm. <laughs> so you know how lots of pets go to the farm. Yes, the farm. The Rainbow Bridge. And then I thought, oh, um, he's a quite a standard looking goldfish. You know, there's no <laughs> remarkable markings or identifiable he's a marks on He's him. a goldfish. So I may have toddled off back over to... You know, pet stop. The pet stop, yeah. And replace uh, um, <laughs> Jack so, and you, Jack. So, and I was feeling, I'm, I'm, yesterday went home and started cleaning the fish tank. I'm thinking, was that the right thing to do, Chips? Would you do that? Would you? I probably. Morally, should you have the chat about going to the farm or should you? Being the pragmatist that I am, the pragmatic person that I am, I'd probably have the conversation about Would what you? happened to Jack. What did you do? I got, I. How did you go? Well, it's you replaced say, him, didn't a, you? A ja- no, no. Well, ja- yes. <laughs> and I thought, oh, this is. I don't know. This, was this the right thing to do? So they're all back in their tank. Everything is as it was. I avoided the whole conversation. conversation yep. Alex, my son, said, "Oh, thanks, Mum. Thanks for setting up the new tank." Oh, here we go. Gee, Jack's grown. <laughs> Every single morning before 7am, we give you, Hobart, a chance to spin the Triple M prize wheel. Good morning to Mel from the Hill Valley. Good morning. How are you today, Mel? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? Now, where in the Hill Valley are you, Mel? I'm in Glen Hewen. Oh, Glen Hewen. Yeah, yeah. Up on a hill, we've got the most beautiful view looking over the valley. It's gorgeous. Oh, it really is paradise in the Hume Valley. I quite like the Hume Valley. You might have yes. to text us in a photo of that view. So oh, we're yeah. Jealous. I, I can. I can definitely do that. <laughs> now, what are you up to today, Mel? Working today. Working. What do you do for a living? So I'm a practice manager for North Hobart Surgical. Ah. Huh. Hello Local. to the folks at North Hobart Surgical. How long does it take you to get to uh, to work from the Hume Valley? You come in early, do you, to avoid the traffic, or you just uh, roll in with everyone no, else? Sometimes I do go in early, and it, it, school holidays at the moment, so that makes a massive difference. Mm. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. So forty five minutes on non like when it's school holidays, but otherwise probably an hour. Okay, that's a good yep. forty five minutes of triple M breakfast with Cas and Tubes every morning, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Now, you got any kids, Mel? Yes, got three kids. What are their names? Um, Eli, Luca, and Stella. Right. They're a bit grown up now, so they're nearly 18 and 15 and 12. And what are they into? Um, my eldest is into soccer. Right. He's, um, he plays for Kingra. And Luca races motorbikes. And Stella does cheerleading. Oh. Gee, it sounds like you've got a busy family. That's a lot busy of driving family. around. Yeah, it is. But no, they love it. Married, love it. partner, what do we got yes, going on there? Yes, we've been married for um, nearly 23 years. Wow. And what's your part, your husband's name? Joel. Shout out so to Joel. So we got together when I was 16. So it's... Oh. 
a childhood romance. Yes. And when we were first speaking to you, I thought you said 25 years. That's why I was looking it up. 25 years is silver. So you're coming up to 25. No, so we've been together 25 years. Yeah, married 23 this year. Oh, yep. that's still 25 years. That's a yeah. gift. Yeah. That's a gift. Yeah, oh, absolutely a gift. It's, it's surely a diamond. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a diamond in silver. This, this, is how, this is what happens though, <laughs> Mel, is that the translation for Kaz saying it's your silver anniversary is, well, it's got to be a diamond. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got something for you. It won't quite be a diamond, Mel, but we uh, have spun the Triple M prize. Well, what number of we got there, Kaz? We have number 87. 87. You happy with that or would you like to spin again? No, I'm happy with that. All right. Well, let me... 87? 87. 87. Have a look on that list. Thanks to Brighton's Best Bakehouse, the home of First Prize Pies. You've got 50 bucks to spend at Brighton's Best Bakehouse, Mel. Fantastic. How Thank good is that? I mean, it is kids, a little bit. Kids will love that. It's but, a bit out of my way. That's okay. But you know what? It's the perfect place to stop on a trip to the north of the state or if you've Absolutely. got to go up that way. Yes. Yep. Perfect. Thank you very much. There's plenty happening. That's Mel from Glen Huon. Good on you, Mel. Have a great day. Travel safe. You guys too. Thank you. breakfast. We are so lucky to have a very special guest in the studio from the Tasmania Jack Jumpers is community manager Francis Lockhart. Good morning, Francis. Good morning, Kaz and Tubes. Thanks for having me. It is great to have you in the studio. First up, the Tasmania Jack Jumpers are absolutely flying at the moment. Big win on Friday night Huge. against ladder leader Melbourne United. But you have got something for the kids happening right now we, in our community. We are a community club, so while the players are not training, we put them to work. <laughs> And they love it. They are a community-minded bunch of young guys. So we do clinics and basketball sessions all over the state. And we've got a few happening in Hobart this week. One thing I'll say about the Tasmania Jack Jumpers is that your saturation into the community is like nothing I've seen before in my 41 years of being a Tasmanian. You really do invest in community from the as far north as Marawar, right down to Huonville, out to the east coast as well, St Helens, and of course the north, but particularly here in Hobart, you've got a massive community presence. We absolutely do, and it is player-led and Scott Roth-led. They are a community-minded bunch of people. Scott Roth, so genuine. The KMs, he puts on his car up and down the Midlands Highway, getting to (laughs) Scottsdale, getting to Rihanna, back of the northwest. Uh, Yeah, and um, we have all the players out and about in the community with us and they are so engaging. Like the kids, you know, we have a lot of community coaches and they can come and learn from my colleagues, but get them in front of Will Magnay. You know, he's a big unit and if he (laughs) He teaches them about, you know, proper ball handling skills, that's the way to do it. That's the way they learn. We took our six-year-old Molly along to a clinic last school holidays and it was fantastic. You're talking about the buy-in from your community-minded bunch of players. I I can't begin to tell you from the – Top of the top, Milton Doyles, Jordan Crawfords, Will Magnay, as you've already mentioned, Jack McVeigh, of course. King of the kids. King of the kids, and they really do buy in. What's happening, Francis? Where can people get involved in these clinics? We've got a couple of clinics this week. So tomorrow we're at Clarence for the day. So Clarence Sports Centre, 9am till 3pm. Drop the kids off, leave them there. We've got an amazing sponsorship by Banjos. Lunch provided by Banjos. Speaking of Big Will Magnay, he'll be there tomorrow, as well as Anthony Drimmick and Tom Vadonovic, our new player. So we've got lots of stuff happening for that's for the young kids. But then once in a lifetime, who wants to play on court My State Bank Arena? So we've got some basketball sessions happening on Thursday, on court, centre court, the arena, led by Jared Weeks, past player, past vice captain, and now 
coach. So they are a pretty elite coaching session that we've got happening. And again, post-basketball snacks provided by Vanjos. How I, good. Can I just say, is, are your, is your name now St. Francis? <laughs> like we are limping towards the end of the school holidays oh, okay. and all it's, of a sudden our kids... I can take no credit for this. You're uh, going to feed them. St. Scott Roth, uh, who, you know, he's the one that's got a big community mind and sends his players along. And kids, once they get in there and run around on that court or at Clarence or with actual sports people. Stars. Stars. Yeah, kids that's right. today don't know how lucky they are, do They're they? They're pretty great. This one tomorrow in Clarence, they get a basketball to take home with oh, them. Oh, stop so, it. So this is times. all happening. How do people get involved, Francis? www.jackjumpers.com.au forward slash clinics. So just sign up there. All the info's there. Uh, for those of you... Listening up north, I know you get this on Tubes' uh, podcast. We've got clinics next week in Lonnie and Olveston. But, yeah, we're all over the state. If you'd like to head along to a Tasmania Jack Jumpers clinic, community clinics happening right across the state at what's the website, Francis? Jackjumpers.com.au forward slash clinics. Francis Lockhart from the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Kaz and Tubes. We have the Shadow Minister for Energy, Finance, Racing and Economic Development, Dean Winter, in the studio. Joining us live, good morning, Dean. Hey, Tubes. Hey, Kaz. Thanks Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming in. It's always good to chat a little bit of politics because I know you don't go back to Parliament until March. How have you felt about the summer? It's been great. I've been listening to Kaz's stories of, of killing goldfish and oh, uh, relating on, heavily. Hang on, Don't, yeah, I've spoken like a true well, politician. Well, that's, that's how Did I, I may have had an accident with the filter. Murder. A murder of a goldfish, <laughs> what I heard. <laughs> no, I've been um, for similar stories in our house, in our household and um, Shadow Minister of Racing in summertime is um, a very, very, very good gig. I've been to King Island on the weekend for the Miners Rest Cup and um, Scottsdale and Longford um, Bernie Cup on Sunday. So just been getting around Tassie going to all the local uh, race meets, which has been considering I'm working while I'm doing just meeting people and talking about the issues in racing. It's um, it's been a good summer for, so far. 150 years this year. Yeah, at um, at Hobart, but at places like Longford, it's even longer. It's oh. more like um, 180, I think. Longford's one of the oldest racetracks anywhere in Australia. Um, so they have their one and only Cup Day on News Day. So people locals roll in a little bit worse <laughs> for wear. And they have a very slow start to the day and they build up and um, it's great country race meet. So it's a good one, actually. A lot of people... A lot of people familiar faces from Hobart getting up to Longford every year. So if it's if you haven't done it before News Day at Longford's probably arguably the best race day in Tasmania. There you go. There's a tip. I haven't been yeah. there. I'm a Hobart Cup every year yeah. attendee. Me Can't too. wait for this year. Yeah, different different experiences, but both great. Yeah. Uh, Dean, you wanted to come in and talk about what's happening on the Southern Outlet with the fifth lane. There's been some houses that have been reclaimed, and it seems to be. Like it's uh, it's going to be even del- delayed even longer. Well, yeah, it was announced almost six years ago to the day. We're a couple of months off the when they made the announcement, uh, and that was to put a fifth lane on the southern outlet. And initially, it was going to be tidal, meaning that it was in the mornings it was going to be heading northbound, in the afternoons it was going to be heading southbound. They they scrapped that part of it. They've been demolishing homes during a housing crisis and the latest information that we were able to extract from the government through RTI laws shows that they will have to shut down a lane for up to eight months whilst they do the construction. It'll take between three and four years to actually do and in the words of some of their the bureaucrats um, through emails talking about traffic chaos 
And that's what I'm concerned about. I think the constructability of this project is going to have such a massive impact on local families. More than 10% of Tasmanians actually live south of Hobart, places in the Huon Valley, um, Kingston. Uh, they are going to have massive impacts on their life. And the benefit at the end of it is so minimal. Um, by adding an extra 800 metres of lane, uh, really does almost nothing. It just gets you to the bottleneck in Hobart quicker. And so I just think this is an extremely expensive solution. The RTI documents show that it's going to cost significantly more than budgeted. It's already taken six years to get to this point. And then we're talking about up to four years of construction, eight months of lane closures. And I can just imagine you guys uh, list fielding a lot of calls if this comes under construction. Um, and at the end of it, like I said, I think people would maybe accept it if they thought it was going to work. But there's no evidence this is actually going to work. So from where I sit here in the Triple M studio, I can look up and see the Southern Outlet. Now, I can see that it's flowing fine today, and I know that over the summer holidays it's been a very similar story, just flowing freely in every direction from whether it can be coming from the east, the south, or the north into the CBD. So the clear issue in my mind is school traffic. Yeah. So And it really is that time between 7.30 and 9 o'clock where we have traffic issues here or there's an accident on the bridge. Yeah, so was... how do we fix that, Dean? Well, so 80% of um, workers in that southern area work in the city. So that means you've got 80% of workers actually driving along the outlet in the mornings and in the afternoons. So it's the peak times. You're spot on. It's the peak times. And that's why we've got to do something about our public transport system. We still haven't brought back all those bus services that have been cancelled because of the lack of drivers. We need to bring them back straight away. And then we actually need to add more services. Um, people tell me about um, the inconsistency of the bus actually turning up and it turns them off using the bus. And it means we've got more cars on the road. Um, we need to have better bus stops. The thing, when I used to commute into the city every day, luckily for me now, I don't, I'm not one of those ones that has to come into the city every day. But when I did, um, one of the big things that turned me off catching the bus was two things. There's no bus shelter at my local bus stop. So I stood in the rain. So every time it rains and during the winter it does, I didn't catch the bus. And the other thing was that I just didn't trust whether the bus was going to come or not. And that's the big problem. So getting those things right, the very basics. But then in the longer term, we can talk about things like ferries. I think uh, the Bell Reeve service has been um, a real success and the government's been talking about doing uh, expanding that ferry service for a long time now. Um, I think it's time to get on with it. There's six years so far on the fifth lane, no action apart from to kick people out of their homes. Uh, I think we need to focus on some really simple short-term things and then some things that are definitely going to work in the medium to long term. Lastly, Dean, just quickly, are we heading to an election this year? Uh, probably. Look, uh, the government <laughs> looks like it's a bit of a mess. Um, they, they didn't want to come back to Parliament. We wanted to come back to Parliament um, much earlier, but unfortunately the government refused and said they didn't want to go back to Parliament until March, which I know sounds extraordinary to people. We... We finished in December and we're not going back till March. Some people might think that's a dream. Uh, we are working, but we wanted to get back to Parliament and scrutinise and do our job. Unfortunately, um, the government's taken a very long break now. Um, I think there probably will be an election, but it's, it's just hard to tell. Um, they're a bit dysfunctional and difficult to follow at the moment, the government. Yeah, well, Dean Winter, we appreciate you coming into the studio. What's on for the rest of the day for you? Um, I'm actually, I've got my kids. Uh, the school holidays, like a lot of families. Oh. The so we're off to a couple of... We're actually on a park trek today. We're going to go um, investigate all the parks of Hobart, my two, my eight and six-year-old and I. So uh, after this, we'll be going on a bit of a tour around the parks of Hobart. It's going to be Let fun. us know what you find, if you find any. <laughs> well, there's a few new ones out in the northern suburbs being built. It certainly the ones are the best. Dean Winter, <laughs> always good to chat. 
Kaz, there is so much going on at the moment around Hobart. <laughs> yes. It is chock-a-block. And I think leading into the long weekend, that's why. People love to put stuff on during the long weekend, don't they? They do. Stuff do have, for everyone. Do you have plans or are you just having a relax? I might have a bit of a relax. Yeah. Uh, lots to do around my house. I'm still working on my lawn. Hot tip, that's not a relax. It is for me. Is it? Yes. Yelling at my husband to pull the weeds out and mow the lawn, that's for relaxing. No, I do. I like, like, I'm trying to clean up my backyard. It's got well, lots of big pockets of mess. It's had a bit of neglect. Neglect? Like me. How's your lawn looking? Well, it's a bit patchy. I've reseeded it. Mm-hmm. I mowed it yesterday afternoon. Is it? You because you for Christmas you got a load of dirt. I got a load. I got a, a truck of jo- topsoil, but it had little pebbles in it. So when I mow the lawn, it shoots out and probably broken fifty five gl- windows in a <laughs> ten at one k radius. <laughs> I'll have to pick those and, up. And yep. the lawn's already growing to a point where you can mow it. No, I'm mowing around it. Around the bit that you yeah. top dressed. But I have been watering it a couple of times a day. You've got to keep it watered. Mm. The birds have been eating the seed. Yep. So I have been yelling at the birds from the top of my back door. But don't you put enough seed down to feed the birds as well? Yeah, I'm feeding everyone. <laughs> I don't know who I'm feeding in my backyard. Are you, you're not much of a cook, are you? Sorry, Shapes. when I talk about like that's what you've said on the I show. can do 101 <laughs> ways with mints, yes. bolognese, cottage pie. Mexican. That's Mexican three. again. <laughs> um, Rissoles. Rissoles. I make amazing Rissoles, doll. Uh, if Adrian from Moona is out there, <laughs> text in 0488881073. What are the Rissoles like, Adrian and Moona? Sausage rolls. Have I made you my homemade sausage? So- These are famous. I used to have parties years ago and we used to announce the arrival of my sausage rolls. <laughs> there was an uh, announcement. Yes. We used to flash the lights. Really? Yeah, they're good. No, you haven't. And I'm a big sausage rolls connoisseur. Shout out to Mrs. B and Tone in Southport. They like a sausage roll? Morning Pops and Mrs. B. Mrs. B, her sausage rolls are legitimately famous amongst Erin and her friends. Really? They are bite-sized delights. What's the secret ingredient? I think she puts a lot of love into it, Kaz. (laughs) I think it's all the love. A lot of love. And we have one of the all-time great events that happens here in Hobart at the Botanical Gardens. To talk us through Taz Wine Fest is the organiser of the event, Luke Schlenner from Taz Wine Fest. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How's it going? And I practised your name so many times yes. this morning in front of the mirror and I've, I've, I did okay. Luke, what is happening <laughs> at Taz Wine Fest? Well, Tazzy's favourite summer garden party is back at the Botanical Gardens this year. We've got some great live entertainment lined up for this one. Some vineyards from all around the state. Some great local foodies as well. It's really a, a weekend for everyone. This is right up your alley, Kaz. It's oh, not yes. only is it held in the Botanical Gardens. Tick. Big tick for you. There's wine. Tick. There's cheese. Tick. Food. But there's some of your favourite bands coming down as well. You love the Southside Steppers. Southside Steppers are fantastic. Yeah, we're super excited to have them on board. So they'll be roaming around the festival so you can really get your jam on wherever you are. And you can, during the day, there's an all-ages... That's right. Session, so, if you like. On, yeah, for families. For families. Exactly. So Saturday afternoon and Sunday are licensed all ages, so you can bring the family along, have some great wines, dance your uh, afternoon away. And then at night, you don't have, you can't bring the kids. <laughs> no, Perfect. 
Saturday night is an 18-plus evening, of course, Luke. Now, we've spoken to you about the Taz Wine Fest and the importance of showcasing Tasmanian wine, and it is a bit of a garden party this weekend. The weather's supposed to be mint, so big tick there as well. What have you got that's coming up that wasn't locked in when we spoke to you last time? Oh, that's a great question. So at Taz Wine Fest this year, we've uh, recently announced our lineup of live music, including uh, Sundell Sir bringing a Latin flavour, We've got the Beatles show uh, with Scott Target and friends. We've got uh, the Southside Steppers, uh, the Stitch are coming over from Melbourne. It's really shaping up to be a great weekend. Yeah, loaded with entertainment and great wine, of course. And it really does showcase Tasmanian wine. Like I always go back to this, Luke. What made you and the team at Vandemonium create the Tasmanian Wine Fest? We made Tas Wine Fest because Tassie really didn't have the event that showcased Tassie wine like we do. We think that being able to pair Tassie wine in a great location with some great band, some great food, it really does make for an awesome experience. And you do have multiple experiences. you got the VIP experience as well. We do. So we've partnered with Frogmore Creek to bring the Frogmore Creek VIP lounge. Uh, in addition, this year, we've got guest chef Annalise Gregory coming and doing a cooking demonstration on the Sunday. It's really, uh, there's really something for everybody. There really is. Taswinefest.com.au is where you can get tickets. What's your advice to people, Luke? What's the best way to enjoy Taswinefest? Uh, by getting your tickets now. We've already sold out Saturday afternoon VIP. Uh, we've got a few other sessions that are on track to sell out, so get in while you can. Get in while you can. Taswinefest.com.au. Aurora Energy is offering eligible customers three hours of free electricity across this long weekend where households can use as much electricity as they like during their selected period. So it's perfect if you need to catch up on a few loads of laundry, cash at the back patio, or just to get the house nice and toasty and warm. Joining us now with the details on how you can take advantage of these power hours, Hobart is CEO of Aurora Energy, Nigel Clark. Nigel, good morning. Morning, Tubes. How are you going? It's great to have you here. So you're giving away free energy this long weekend. Tell me what power hours are and how do they work? Yeah, look, power hours is a new development we've created at Aurora for our um, loyal customers. And basically what you've got to do is you've got to have a, a smart motor, obviously, because we've got to be able to lock in the hours that, uh, that are free and then have our um, A-plus um, Aurora um uh, app and that's a free app um, so between those two if you've got the smart meter and the Aurora Plus app it's really simple through the A Plus app you just register um, for which time slot you want there's 12 three hour slots to choose from starting from um, uh, the Thursday running through to the Sunday so um, we're really excited about this it's a new evolution in uh, energy in Tassie and for our customers. That sounds amazing. Free power. When does it, has this happened before? Is this a first? Uh, from what we know, it's certainly a first in, in Tasmania, Kaz. And um, yeah, no, look, we're, we're really excited about it. And as you said, wash the dog, wash the kids, wash the car. <laughs> you know, basically, it's a chance to um, really take advantage of those three hours. So if you're on you know, a residential tariff and you've got, as I said, a smart meter and A plus. Um, uh, then then it's a very simple process, a couple of clicks through, you pick your time slot and away you go. Okay, so for those of us that aren't familiar, can you talk us through Aurora Plus? So- yeah, so look, Aurora Plus is our, our digital app that we've had for a number of years at Aurora and it, it, as I said, it's free, so there's no cost in uh, having Aurora Plus and so basically if you've got a smart meter, Aurora Plus lets you look at your energy usage 
Um, by the hour each day. It lets you pay bills online. It lets you do a whole range of things. But what we've obviously now added to Aurora Plus is this ability to um, select your power hours. And, and look, this is only the first stop. So this is our first event this, this long weekend. But we will be doing this on a regular basis um, to our customers. And look, we, we've got nearly 200,000 metres rolled out, smart metres rolled out across Tasmania now. And we've got nearly 80,000 Tasmanians on Aurora Plus. So, you know, we're continuing to invest in Tasmania. We're a Tassie-owned business. As you know, we're owned by the people of Tassie. We're not foreign-owned like our competitors. So we're investing in Tassie, and, and this is a way of taking advantage of that investment. Have you got people signed up already for this, Nigel? Yeah, the good news, Tubes. Over 31,000 have registered already um, as of this morning. So uh, we're pretty pumped by that. And we're Look, we're hoping that we might nudge on 40,000 by the time we get to the weekend. So, um, yeah, the take-up's been really good. How do people sign up for the power hours? So this is free power from Aurora Energy. How do people sign up to get the three hours of free power? Yep. So basically, you've got to have a smart meter. So Mm -hmm. hopefully you've got a smart meter. And if you're not already on Aurora Plus, then you contact Aurora through our website or call centre. But the website, you can register and basically that'll facilitate getting you connected to Aurora Plus, the app. And look, for people that don't have a smart meter or Aurora Plus, don't don't panic. Um, if you want to have a smart meter and you haven't got one yet, in, in either that you haven't taken it up, our offer up before, or we haven't got to you yet in the rollout, you can contact Aurora Energy and within 15 days, we'll have a smart meter fitted on your wall. So once you've got the smart meter, uh, you can get Aurora Plus the app for free, as I said, and then away you go. So you might not make this... This event this weekend, but you can certainly be there for the for the future events. Really looking forward to that. The future events of Aurora's power hours via the Aurora Plus feature at Aurora. It's so good, free power this weekend. As as we said, chuck your dishwasher on, put your uh, laundry in, get your dog washed, bath the kids, as <laughs> Nigel said, and even bath yourself. Nigel Clark, the CEO of Aurora Energy. Thanks so much for joining us here on Triple M. No worries. Thanks for your time. Cheers. Oh, yeah, we got 200 bucks to give away thanks to Creative Homes $50,000 first home builders boost. And our carryover champ is Liam from Glenorchy. Morning, Liam. Good morning. How are you feeling today? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. You're chippy. You're out there working today, are you? Yeah, out here working today. What are you building today? Uh, building, setting out for a little unit build in Mornington. Mm. Mm. Do you build How- fences? Uh, I haven't in my time, but maybe sometime. I reckon you probably could. <laughs> I need <Yeah>. fence. <laughs> what does this solve Kaz's problems <laughs> yeah. here on Tazzy Trivia? Just thinking out loud, Liam. <laughs> yeah. Are they hard to build? Uh, uh, shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, no, I, I, I okay. think the way Liam's talking here, Kaz, that he doesn't want to build your fence. No. All right, Liam, test your buzzer, please. Liam. Beautiful. Let's go to Brayden in Claremont. Good morning, Brayden. How are you guys? We're going good. What are you up to today, Braden? I uh, just finished mowing the tea boxes out on the sixth stairway. This is Braden uh, hang from on, Claremont, that's our mate. Fancy talk for golf course. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and this is our friend Braden, who's been texting in at all hours of this morning. Braden, uh, this is your first time playing Tassie trivia, though. Yeah, yeah, first time I got through. Wow. First time you got through. Well, well done, Braden. You're about to. Maybe take two hundred bucks off Liam in Glenorchy. How do you feel about that? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> All right. Can you test your buzzer, please? Braden. 
Beautiful. All right, here we go. Three questions. You get two of them right. You win yourself 200 bucks thanks to Creative's $50,000 first home builders boost, which is on now by Creative Homes. Question number one. Ooh, this one's tough. They normally aren't this tough. But to be fair, they're all multiple choice. Question number one. <laughs> when is the next Tasmanian state election scheduled to be held? Is it A, on or before the 29th of June in 2024, or B, on or before the 28th of June 2025? Liam. Liam. Aye. Incorrect. Braden, would you like to have a guess? Uh, B. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Braden, you're halfway to 100 bucks. That was good buzzing in though, Liam. Yeah, got to try. Got to try. Got to try. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All right, here we go. Idea. Sorry? Oh, I didn't have much idea of that one. I had a guess. <laughs> I like it. Question number two. What pub will you find on the corner of Newdigate and Elizabeth Streets in North Hobart? Is it A, Queen's Head, B, King's Head? Liam. Liam. Aye. Correct. Oh, We're, on We're on to a tiebreaker. We're on to a tiebreaker here in Tassie Trivia for 200 bucks cash. What is the name of the main park in Lena Valley? Is it A, John Turnbull Park, or Liam. B, Jim Bake? Liam. Aye. Correct, Liam. You have won yourself your 200 bucks. You've backed it up two days in a row. Well done. Thank you. Hey, Braden, bad luck. Well done, Liam. Thanks, mate. He loves it. Bad luck, Braden. We'll talk to you later. No worries, guys. Have a good day. There we go. That's Braden, <laughs> the uh, greenskeeper from the Claremont Golf Club. And Liam, you've got options now. You can either come back tomorrow for $300 cash, <gasps> or you can roll out and take your $200 and win. Oh, I think it's time I roll out. Oh, well done. Oh. Nice work, Liam. You've got 200 bucks thanks to Creative's $50,000 first home builders boost on now by Creative Homes. Thank you. What are you going to spend it on? I'm uh, playing golf on Saturday, so I'll put it towards my match fees. There you go. Ooh. And remember to treat yourself, won't you? Yeah, that's it. That's the way <laughs> to do it. That's Liam from Glenorchy winning 200 bucks on Triple M Breakfast with Kaz and Tubes. Tazzy Trivia. The World ITF Masters 1000 Tournament is on in Hobart right now. It's been a massive month for tennis in Tasmania. There are 278 players from across the world, including Sweden, France, Japan, China, Hong Kong, India, the UK, USA, Canada, Uruguay and more, and it's part of the Australian Seniors Championships. It is happening at our Domain Tennis Centre right now. If you've been walking around that area, it is still packed. Wonderful to chat to world number one who is playing in the tournament. Good morning to you, Brandon Moore. Good morning, guys. How are you? Thanks for taking the time to chat to us. Where do we find you right now? Our pleasure, mate. Um, you would find me laying in my hotel bed, believe it or not. Oh, <laughs> living the dream. No, yeah, yeah, you could say that, definitely. <laughs> no complaints here. You are number one in the world for those 35 plus. Uh, you're from Kingscliff in northern New South Wales. You've found your way down here to Tassie. You won the world's individual championships in Turkey last year, the first time in many, many years for an Australian. How are you feeling about this tournament happening at the Domain Tennis Centre? Uh, I'm feeling great, mate. Um, it's a it's a wonderful event. Like you said, it's a, it's a Masters Tour 1000, so it's pretty well the pinnacle or the highest caliber uh, tournament you can have on the Masters Tour, um, which accumulates points for, to go towards our world rankings and and whatnot. So I'm feeling as good as I can, considering I just woke up. But um, <laughs> no, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it's it's great to be in Tassie. I haven't been in Hobart for. Oh, probably maybe 10 years, mate. So it's fantastic to be back. What do you like about Hobart, Brendan? 
the cool weather. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, everything, the food, the scenery, the people in general, everything's amazing. Um, there's never never much to complain about here, mate. Now you've you've been you've had a pretty busy time. You've been hitting partner in Melbourne last week for the Hobart International Champion from 2020, Eleanor Rybakina. How's how's your how's your week going? What is going on? <laughs> it's it's all been going on. Um, I started. I was hitting partner up in Brisbane at the Brisbane International for um, Yelena and and Grigor Dimitrov. Um, and those, that sort of fortnight led on to me then heading down to Melbourne to continue on with them as well. Um, so, yeah, it's been, been a lot of hitting at a, at a fast pace, that's for sure, at a good level, um, but it's definitely helped my preparation for this event. And, and being the Masters tournament, what's the vibe like around the domain? That's amazing, mate. The, the vibe of the Masters Tour is fantastic. Um, you know, like everyone's highly competitive and out there to win, but at the same time you're able to sort of walk inside and, and, and you know, say good day to your opponent and have a chat and, and and a drink and stuff. Like, um, it's a it's a really good vibe and, and a great tour. So what what happens now, Brendan? Where what are you what are your processes now? You're into the semi final. Your next match today against yep. a, a local. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it is actually. I play against um Eddie Eddie Bashir. I think he's the maybe the manager or the head coach of um Tasmania. Um. <laughs> Which, which will be tough. He's a great guy and he's a very good player. He um, used to play a lot back in his day. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a really good competitive match. And if people want to get involved in the Masters tennis or tennis in general, what what do you recommend they do, Brendan? Oh, I recommend they, they do get involved, that's for sure. Um, I sort of delayed my process a few years, unfortunately, which I, I wish I didn't now. Um, but there's plenty of stuff online, like you can go to www.itftennis.com. Um, and then follow the links through to the Masters Tour, um, and then that'll prompt you through to everything. Um, there's plenty of events throughout Australia. They lead to like a national ranking and then a world ranking, and then obviously they lead on to things like the World Championships and, and all those major events, which are, which are amazing. They're fantastic. And how does it make you feel to be number one in the world for the Masters, Brennan? Uh, yeah, no, it feels really good. It feels a bit surreal to be honest, but... Um, Oh, look, it's a, um, that's something I'm proud of. It's, it's a very, I'm happy that I achieved that. It was a great thing and it's a great event. Um, yeah, it, it sounds good, even at 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, this isn't early for me, Brendan. Brendan Moore is the world number one taking part in the World ITF Masters 1000 tournament happening at the Domain Tennis Centre. The semi final is today at 11.30 against local man Eddie Bouchier. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Brendan. And uh, I don't know who to go for. A couple of Aussies in the semi final. That's good news for Tassie Tennis. Absolutely, yeah. Either way, um, you got a couple of Aussies in there, but. Uh, you you got to go for the local, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> Good on you, Brendan. Take care. <laughs> and thanks right, for joining thanks us on Triple M. My That's... pleasure. All the best, guys. Another big show. That was huge. I'm exhausted. <laughs> it was worth a listen, wasn't it? There was a lot going well, on. Yeah, there was a bit going on. We spoke to you, Hobart, and we love hearing from you. Continue to text through on 0488881073. We love seeing photos of what you're up to and where you're at. You can continue to do that all throughout the day. Another big show tomorrow, Kaz. It's going to be great tomorrow. going to be great. Have a great day, Hobart. Just remember. Be kind. And treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to talk about, and we'll get to your texts, because we love hearing from you, Hobart. 0488881073. Mm-hmm.